2: Welcome to the Arthur Idala Power Hour. This is Arthur Idala at 6.03 in the middle of what is supposed to be like the quietest week. Maybe set aside for um, uh, the Christmas you know week. But it's been pretty busy. And um, I spent uh, a big part of the afternoon with uh, Mayor Giuliani, which was a very pleasant experience talking about his case. Um... But, you know, I, I want to talk about my evening last night, because when we left here, I was with um, Donna Rotuno, and um, a bunch of us went to dinner, and uh, we had a, a wonderful dinner, um, but it went off on this, like, topic of politics, and there was a uh, a partner at my firm who was at the dinner as well, and... It just it, it it went sideways. Um, not totally sideways, but it, it got a little. It, it, the whole tone of the dinner kind of changed, and um, it has to do with politics and presidential politics. In my lifetime, have just gone to a whole other level of intensity, and um, the person who who I normally get along with and I'm normally on the same page with. She has these very passionate feelings about presidential politics. And um, for someone who is like really very intelligent, and that's that's been exhibited on, on many different ways. So, And I always take her opinion very seriously. When she talks about presidential politics in these absolutes, it saddens me to some degree that, you know, I don't know to blame Roger Ailes, who... I represented and who i respect his accomplishments who created the fox news channel who then it became like fox news versus cnn and 24 7 like we're going to be at war with each other the right versus the left i, I don't know where this came from but i'm going to get back to last night in a second then this morning i put on the rebroadcast of my friend frank from staten island show and he leads off with uh, I, I, a column written by a woman named Selena Zito at the um, Washington Examiner, and it's about everyone is tired of politics. And the article basically talks about how common folk, they're not really that concerned about who the president of the United States is. They're concerned about how much is in their bank account. They're concerned about inflation. They're concerned about gas prices. They're concerned about their automobile uh, you know, maintenance. They're concerned about their kids' education. But yet when it comes to politics the the temperature rises and and the intensity rises unlike many other subject matters so to be fair to my friend diana diana you now have the microphone and it's on it's live now why don't you give me your perspective of what happened last night because you you and i are in the law firm we're more or less usually in sync and we you know we got a little we got a little hostile we got a little hostile i, I mean i was not i don't you were slightly I hostile not, I, I got some hostile. dirty looks i didn't
0: feel like i was hostile but i will just say this i have to take exception first of all to your characterization historically about politics i know it's hard to remember and you know obviously some some things are beyond our ability to remember because they're too long ago but the reality is politics have always been rife with strong feelings and in terms of presidential politics for decades and no, no, for attacks. centuries for centuries but, hamilton I mean, okay, versus i'm, I'm Aaron 61 Burr. i only know whoa, whoa, how, wait, wait, wait wait wait
2: say, I, I wait, wait. say that part again you what
0: i'm 61 so 61 like, i remember when i remember Weeks. when reagan was attacked personally i mean now history has you know except for the most extremes History has basically cloaked his presidency in a very sanguine way. But at but back at the time that he was running for office, there were people who hated him, attacked him, attacked him morally, ethically, and so forth. And that's been true for a long time. Politics is something that people feel strongly about. The other thing I will say has always been the case is that rank-and-file citizens, especially between election cycles and even during election cycles, always care about the kitchen table issues. That's what they always say. That's what people ultimately vote about. And the party faithful, well, they make, them make it about the person, right? It's always the ad hominem attacks. But people, per, you know, people, the rank and file, bottom line, usually vote around okay. what may their I, pocketbook.
2: May I retort? Yeah. May, no, okay. So even though you're much older than I am, uh-huh. I – i do remember the whole reagan and and walter mondale yeah it was it was not even in the same league and uh, okay okay (laughs) okay (laughs) don't give me that that smirky snarky little laugh okay young lady you know what rudy giuliani told me not not today but several weeks ago he gave me i'll take it as a tremendous compliment he said arthur um you have tremendous skills um to be a great mayor for the city of New York. But I wouldn't want you to be the mayor of the city of New York now because politics has gotten so much uglier. He said when Dinkins and I were going toe-to-toe, you know, it was rough, but it was nowhere near it the way it is right now because of the tools, because of the, the social media, Maybe, the 24-hour news cycle. He's also
0: personally experiencing it in a very extreme form. So... I mean, he's a little bit biased in his view of it, right? Well, no, no, he's I not mean, biased.
2: He's, he's, he's living it. So he knows what it's it, like.
0: But he's the target right now. Okay. And so, yeah, and that's there before the view. grace of
2: God go I. Okay. Who's not a target? Eric Adams isn't a target. Everyone, you know, oh, he stinks. He's horrible. Hope Politics is, horrible. is rough Who, and tumble. Name me that's one, for sure. pol- one positive thing about a politician. Which, give, which one politician mean? give me who's, who's thought of in a positive way
0: by everyone. By anyone, I don't know anyone that's thought it in a positive way about every by everyone. I mean, you know, people have opinions and there's, they differ. You look at
2: the. That's people's, why you the
0: only thing that matters is what they think of themselves? You look at
2: people's approval ratings, and there's nobody who's got a positive approval rating. <laughs> tell me, tell me one, Joan. Hi, could you close the door? Thank you. Um. I mean, if you're going into the world of politics today, you've got to be out of your mind. And that's sad. You do you disagree with that statement?
0: Uh, I mean, isn't, I mean, isn't that what we were takes, talking about last night? someone with a thick why skin, should, for sure. Why,
2: why should you leave your job where you have probably some sort of job security? Like last night I had the guy who's going to run for George Santos's seat. If he resigns, there's going to be a special election that takes place in November, and then he's going to run again next November. You know how much money they're going to spend on that congressional race? A hundred million dollars. I mean, it's just the world of politics has gotten so crazy. And but here's the difference between here's the difference between you and I. You've dug in and like you're so passionate about it, and I've become like I don't want to. I'm not going to say I lost hope, but there's nothing I'm going to do to change anything. Fair. There's nothing. It's, it's like it is what it is, and and I think it's so sad that the best that this country has to offer, at least at this moment, is Joe Biden and Donald Trump. This this gorgeous country that has done so much for so many, and the best we could come up with is Donald Trump and Joe Biden. Don't just look at me like that. Say something. I, it's a radio show. There's <laughs> no it's a video. What's the matter oh, with yes, you?
0: There
3: is
2: video. Well, okay, yes.
0: <laughs> I, Look, I, I, you know, I don't know what to say to that, Arthur. I mean, you're just sort of, you know, I mean, this is, we we have, they haven't been picked yet, right? It's still, I I, I, I I would would say, I think there's good odds that neither one of them will be on the ballot.
2: Okay. All right. There you go. But here's the other thing that's a little disappointing. A little thing that's a little disappointing is people, I'm going to keep it general, people who are Republicans who think anything that is said or done by Democrats has got to be wrong. Like, they have to figure out a way to get it wrong, and vice versa. People, Democrats, if, if a Republican comes up with a good idea or a good... They have to figure out a way to make it wrong, to, to make it bad, or they got, they got to find the flaw in it. Why can't we just... Do what's best for human look, beings. Re- look, and if the Republicans come up with a great idea, give them the credit. People, and people, if the Republicans do, give them the credit. Arthur, of course, and that does no, happen no, no, all no, the time. But you're not living, something. of course. At, you're not living, no, of course. I am living, of you're course. saying everything Arthur. the Democrats Arthur, do is idiotic.
0: You. you- Push me to make extreme statements just to be provocative. I don't think that. And as a matter of fact, look at the legislature, even in the judiciary, people talk about the Supreme Court being broken. Do you know how many times the Supreme Court issues unanimous decisions? The majority of People don't know this because the media loves a good fight, right? Even the even the legislatures all around the country and of course down in Washington, they often agree on things, all right? Sometimes things that maybe aren't good, but they agree both sides. So I, the idea that, that that the parties attack each other just for the sake of attacking each other, I don't, I don't really think that's the case.
2: You don't? No. I. I but disagree. the
0: reality is they attack individuals because you know, especially with I said this with presidential candidates, you're talking about, um, you know, it's the Trojan horse. You want your party in power. It doesn't much matter who it is as long as you win, because. You know, it's it's because you, you know, not not because you're a bad person, whether you're a Democrat or Republican, because but because if you're if you're practical, you're thinking if I have someone who represents my party and our general philosophy of government in the in the in the, you know, in the in the White House, we're going to have a better chance of getting our okay, legislation. You're, passed. You're much more Why is
2: that unreasonable? You're much more intelligent than I am and more knowledgeable than I am. And you are a few weeks older than I am. Give me the definition of a Reagan Democrat. What was a Reagan Democrat? No, I'm I'm not being. It's not a trick question. I mean, aren't there people in the Democratic Party who wound up voting for Ronald Reagan? They did. They did. And I I mean, and do you do you see that happening now? Like, I believe my here's my ultimate point. From 1984, Reagan's second election until today, the country has become so partisan. And it's really this little tiny percentage of the population that's deciding the election. This little undecided, like I'm going to keep an open mind, kind of. And and I I'll be honest with you, I try to put myself in that category. I don't think that there are a lot of people out there left who put themselves in that category. It's you know I talk to my accountant. Uh, I mean the uh, the Democrats are idiots on my financial advisors, They're morons. They're this. They're like, I'm talking about painting with a broad brush. Well, I mean, isn't it true that there is there have been a lot
0: of people that have moved to independent in terms of their party I affiliation? Don't know the I, to I that. think that's true. I don't follow politics, you know, for my job. So, but I, I think I read that. I think there are a lot of people that identify as, you know, independent. So, I think you know there is maybe that chance that someone can bridge the parties and and, and get you know and have a landslide. You know, there can be a landslide in the future. But yes. We're in a bad cycle at the moment, but I don't think it's, um, you know, because the problem is we've had situations where we've had a popular president and a bad economy or a a good economy and an unpopular president. Those make for close elections, I
2: think. I mean, if you look at Reagan and you look at Clinton, Clinton drew in Republicans, Reagan drew in Democrats. I don't see that happening now with what, 30 years plus Clinton?
0: I, I think it could happen again.
2: You do? Because you don't act like it could happen again. And that's my point. I don't know if there's a human being who could run as a Democrat that you would like say, I'm into it. Am I wrong? I can't think of one at the moment. Okay, I appreciate that. Now, just as our, we have our, our fact checker who said not a majority by a country mile. Now, I don't know. Do you know the difference between a mile and a country mile? No, a country mile is really far. But Oh, but, oh wait, 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 I, I got to say... tell you what it is. No, it's my fault. I made the mistake. And when I said the SCOTUS decisions were unanimous, uh, only 30% or 29% were unanimous. Now, a year before it was 43%. I'm sorry, a a drop from 43% the previous decade. But it's still it, a
0: good number, it's still a good Yes,
2: and a lot of decisions They're are a third, or seven to two, and things like that. Yeah. That they, they, a lot of the justices agree on many of the legal issues, and it depends on what the legal issues of the day are. You know, Scalia used to say, "How come you have to be in?" People ask him, "Why do you have to be a lawyer to be on the Supreme Court?" which you don't, but like why is, I think almost everyone has served on the Supreme Court has been a lawyer because a, such a huge majority of the hundred cases that the Supreme Court hears, what do we hear about five of them, eight of them? Some of them are like just boring minutia, administrative code, tax code kind of stuff. Um, I don't know. Well, Diana, I'm glad you came in here because Thank you, But we, we don't usually fight. That we that fought a felt- little bit last we night. We didn't
0: right? really. I didn't see. So that's the thing about politics. I, I didn't think we were fighting. And I mean, in truth, I know there were three people who were basically aligned politically and one that wasn't. So that could create some. Stress for the one, well, but I don't God think Donna we were. Was there. Fi- she was kind of. I, I don't think we were fighting. Well, you give me dirty looks. that's the problem looks. with politics. I wasn't really, but that's the problem with politics. People sometimes take umbrage when one none was intended to be given. So.
2: Oh, so, so I shouldn't take an umbrage when I you called so. me a moron. I or? didn't, did not <laughs> yeah. call you that. <laughs> she did not call me a okay. moron. All, All right. right. Well, I, I just needed to kind of get that off my chest. Thank you, Diana. Sorry. I appreciate it, and I'm sorry we had a big fight. We but we're know. we're friends now, we right? Are we, are we friends now? Oh, yes. All right. Um, I have um, I have Tom Harris coming up because we have to talk about some bad stuff going on around here in Times Square, especially the Watermain break. And, um, and then we have Caroline Hirsch of Caroline Comedy Club coming on to tell us what's going on in the world of comedy. And then, I don't know, we'll talk some law at the end of the show. Don't go away. We'll be right back. from you with some honesty and motivation. Give us something to believe. I'm only one man with a voice. to something we got in comedy. tomorrow the model then look at me.
4: He's a Democrat. Who's gonna
5: win? Put your aside, man, you Many novice gold and silver buyers make fatal mistakes when buying precious metals for the first time. Mistakes made because of dealer gimmicks and scams. Dennis Prager here for Amphed Coin and Bullion. My choice and it really is, for buying precious metals. Numerous precious metal dealers are capitalizing on the demand for gold by selling inexperienced investors collectible coins with outrageous markups. One company charges as much as $18,000 for collectible coins that are only worth about $5,500 in the open market. It's an example of the honesty of AmFed. Other dealers tell falsehoods about government gold confiscation or regulation of gold prices at AmFed Coin & Bullion to keep things simple and transparent so you'll understand what you own and its true value if you're thinking of buying or have already purchased and want a second opinion call nick Grovitch, the man i trust and his team at amfed coin and bullion 800-221-7694 receive a complimentary coin performance review americanfederal.com americanfederal.com
6: more than 80 million americans count on am radio stations like this one for news important weather updates and the opportunity to discuss and debate important issues facing our country But some people want to remove AM radio for the new cars being manufactured, and we can't let that happen. The Senate Commerce Committee has approved the AM radio for every vehicle act, Senate Bill 1669, and moved it on for a vote in the full Senate. It also faces action in the U.S. House. Your U.S. senator and your representative in Congress are in your home state during the annual congressional recess this August. When you see your senator or congressman visiting your community, please tell them you want to support to keep AM radio strong. Vibrant and available to keep you in your car. This is your opportunity to stand up and be heard. You could text AM to 52886. That's AM to 52886 to tell Congress to support AM radio. That is text AM to 52886. I can tell you personally, defending AM radio is so important. Tell Congress to support AM radio. That's AM to 52886.
3: We all know summer is coming to an end, which means Invite Health is having our annual Labor Day buy one, get one free sale. The sale is on now. Buy any Invite Health product at suggested retail and get the second bottle free. Say hello to the change of seasons the right way by learning more about how to stay healthy from me, Dr. Amanda Williams, right here on AM 970, The Answer. Listen to past shows and informative podcasts all at invitehealth.com. Give us a call to order by phone or to speak with a degreed healthcare professional seven days a week at 800 673-2345. That's 800-673-2345. Visit invitehealth.com for our retail locations and to set up a free nutritional consultation in person, by phone, or by video. Take advantage of Invite's limited-time, buy-one-get-one-free Labor Day sale. Contact Invite at 800-673-2345. That number again, 800-673-2345. Or go to invitehealth.com. Invite Health. Get healthy. Stay healthy.
2: So, I was in the park uh, this morning, the playground with Arthur, running and running and monkey bars and tag and swings and, yeah, 55 and a half, you, you know, it's, uh dad, let's do it, hurry up, this is base. that's not base. touch this, well, do you remember when you were in your um, teens and you thought you were invincible? Well, even at 55, I think I'm invincible until you, <laughs> little Arthur runs around the park and he realizes, well, I'm not invincible. When we're healthy, you think, ah, I don't need a power of attorney. I don't think a healthcare proxy. By the way, I have both of those. We think, ah, we'll worry about that when we're older or become sick. And you know what? Nothing can be further from the truth. The fact is, if something happens, you might not be able to designate a power of attorney or a health care proxy. What happens then? The state or the courts may have to make those choices for you. Is that what you really want? It's essential to create a power of attorney and healthcare proxy as soon as you can when you're healthy. So how do you do that? It's so simple, folks. You just call Connors and Sullivan, attorneys at law. They really know their stuff. They've been doing it for 40 years. They'll help you make a plan that protects you best. You'll designate who you want to make decisions for you. So, for a free in-person initial consultation with a lawyer, call 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500.
6: Listen to AM 970, The Answer, on Alexa. Tune in, iHeart, <laughs>
2: Well, I want to thank Diana because I was kind of giving her a, a hard time, but it was a little weird. Like, I, you know, I don't get into these crazy political conversations, and that's why after having that night and then listening to Morano's show and, and hearing him talk about or, or refer to this article right at the top of his show, I was like, oh, my God, it's like he was at dinner with us last night um, because, you know, these, these conversations get so heated, but at the same time... Um, like, nothing's really nothing's really happening. Um, in other words, I'm not changing anything. I mean, why am I going down to help Rudy Giuliani? Because he deserves it. And that's, that's what I think. I mean, last week we had Ron Kubian. He said, you know, everyone deserves a defense. Maybe not my defense. Well, Rudy, you know, I, I watched what he did in terms of the city of New York pre September 11th you know and let's face it when Rudy was leaving pre September on September 10th he was not leaving city hall in such great form like people were done with him like it's okay we're ready to go bye bye and then September 11th happened and you know he just you know, look I was in his house today there's this big poster as it should be framed of of you know he was times man of the year 20, 2001 and he deserve every second of that. I you know everyone knows who listens to this show that I lost my best friend Joe Hassan on 9/11 his his, his son Joe the fourth just called me during the commercial break forgetting that I was on the air um, and you know he's like I love you I'll see you soon let's have a drink and he wants to go be a lawyer um, but I was down uh, at the, the the armory on maybe it was the 14th I have this all written down in the journal the 13th or the fourth, maybe like the 14th, whenever they set that up. And, um, I remember I had to bring Joe's hairbrush and uh, his toothbrush cause they were looking for DNA and all kinds of stuff. But Rudy was there and Rudy knows my father because when he was the U S attorney, my dad was a defense attorney and they would be basically going against each other and also through the Italian American community. And, um, so I, I went over, I introduced myself very quickly. I said, I'm Louie I Dollar's son. And he's like, Oh, you know, is your dad okay? Yes, everyone's fine, Mr. Mayor. And you know, I said, I lost my best friend. And I mean, I'll never forget what he said. He goes, Don't believe anything you see you read on the internet. Don't believe any he goes, it's just full of inaccurate information. He's like, get all your information right here, right now. And you know, those those moments, you know, I remember when he re- he received the Rapallo Award. Um I I it's no secret I raised money for him for when he ran for president, you know, at this point when he was running for president, um, he was um, he was way in the lead, like way in the lead, like by 28 points. Um, and of course, we know what happened. I think he wound up getting like two electoral votes, but um, I think he deserves I think he deserves the defense of a law firm that number one cares about him. And number two, kind of knows what they're doing. I have no problem telling you there are plenty of stuff. There's plenty of stuff that he has said and done as of late that I do not agree with. Um, But most of the clients I represent do things that I don't agree with, like killing people and robbing people and stealing a lot of money from people. So that's kind of the, the job that I'm in is... You know, yes, it's to to protect individuals, but while I'm doing that, I'm protecting the Constitution of the United States. And, you know, it's funny because when I was going through Times Square last night, I think it's like on 43rd maybe, and between 43rd and 44th on either 8th or 9th Avenue, there's like one gentleman's club with the Dion sign with the girl like lying on her back like as a nude woman, like an outline of a nude woman. And I was just thinking like, that's what all of times square looked like in 1990 91 92 88 87 like when i would be there and rudy combined and this was a point that i made earlier today to my friend diana it was rudy and mario Cuomo and the um economic development corp led by vincent tezi three italians by the way who they changed the the um the zoning and the the uh, laws of that of the all of times square And then they cut the deal with Disney and brought Disney in. And uh, that's what was the beginning of changing Times Square. Um, But let's talk about what Times Square is like today with Tom Harris. Hello, Uncle Tom. It's Arthur Idala. How are you, sir?
4: How are you, Arthur? Thank you very much for having me. Are you wet? I'm keeping my head above water, Arthur. It's It's been a long day. Yeah,
2: I can um, only imagine. I woke up, um, and I never turn on the TV. I'm a radio guy, but my six year old happened to turn it on and it was, I think it was on Fox 5, and there's just water pouring down the subways, pulling, uh, coming out of the streets. I could see all the Seventh Avenue clothes. I'm like, oh my gosh. And I thought of you, Tom, and I'm like, okay, it's Tuesday. We'll have Tom on. So, Tom, why don't you tell the folks what happened today in Times Square with the water?
4: So I, I was out there at 39th Street with Robert Moses from Fox Five. So so um yes, yeah, about three o'clock this morning a water main from eighteen ninety-six burst two millions of gallon two million gallons of water into the subway um two, anywhere, million, yeah, two
2: million two million
4: gallons. Two million. So wow. DEP, the MTA, Con Edison, the NYPD, they did a great job. I I, I was communicating with top officials in City Hall before 5 o'clock this morning letting me know what's going on, what was happening. Uh, they they opened up some of the traffic, 7th Avenue is still closed, so if you're going to Times Square tonight between 42nd and and 39th Street, 7th Avenue is closed, so just allow a, a little bit of time. Uh, they're trying to make repairs, and Con Edison is doing a stress analysis of their steam main to determine if it's safe to open up traffic. So. Fingers crossed by tomorrow morning, there'll be one lane of traffic opened on 7th Avenue. And, and again, shout out to DEP, the MTA, the utilities, Con Ed, the police department. They've done a great job of keeping the neighborhood uh, informed and in trying to expedite the repairs.
2: All right. Well, obviously, this was a curveball that you did not uh, see coming. And I mean, I know it's technically in the Times Square zone, but where? are um... You know, I always forty second street is Times Square. so we're a little south of forty second Street, so hopefully it doesn't affect the tourists and the Broadway shows and that kind of stuff too much.
4: right. and I think the word is out there so that way people will allow enough time and the theaters know this. they'll be monitoring, making sure that um, that that they have people there before they before they they start tonight. So again, constant communication. With City Hall, with all the agencies, and uh, Mayor Adams and his team did a great job of managing what he didn't plan on when he woke up this morning.
2: Yeah, well, I guess when you're the mayor, you got to deal with that all the time. Um, right. And again, I know this is a little well. I shouldn't assume anything because I always forget where your, exactly your borderline was. But I was, um, I was really upset when I read on that this past Friday, uh, Bruce Beck, the sports announcer for NBC news was returning back to the studio to do the 11 o'clock news. And at nine thirty at night, right outside of Rockefeller center, uh, two kids, you know, ripped the, the pant, like basically ripped his pants off, ripped the back pants, back pants, pocket off of him, cut it off and took his wallet and ran into the subway. He I mean, Tom, again, you were inspector in the NYPD. You're a real expert in law enforcement. I mean, here's why this shakes me up. It's three blocks from my office. I leave my office all the time, like regularly at 9, 30, 10, 11, 11, 30, 12. I'm wearing a suit. I'm more or less the same age as Bruce. I'm like, you know, there before the grace of God go I. Um, you know, what does someone who is, you know, in charge of Times Square and has such a storied career in the NYPD, as Tom Harris have to say about such a brazen act? I mean, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but Rockefeller Center has their own security as well as the NYPD, Correct.
4: Rockefeller Center, slightly east of us. They have their own security. They have the NYPD covers that. There's NYPD paid detail there. It just goes to show you that while, while crime is trending down, that that random acts of violence do happen, and that all of us who are New Yorkers know that you you have to uh, you have to be careful when you're out on the street. Be careful for. Uh, for, for things like this. Be careful for that moped that's riding the wrong way on the street. We just need to uh, be careful as we walk through our streets. But, but look, Times Square is safe. The Rockefeller Center area is safe. Crime is down, but it hasn't disappeared.
2: You know, Tom Harris, you're talking about the mopeds. Today, um, I happen to, because I was bouncing around, I happen to be driving really through right through the heart of Midtown. And, um... I saw so many mopeds zipping through with guys on them with no helmets and no license plates.
4: What do you got to tell me about that? Well, like, I hope they're organ donors. Um, <laughs> listen, it's it's uh, it's it, it's it's a shame that we have have these folks riding around on on these scooters, mopeds, whatever they are. I was very happy today when it's 44th and Eighth Avenue. I saw the police department confiscating some of these illegal mopeds without the license uh, on the street. So I know that the police department is doing enforcement, and uh, and that's really what we we need them to do.
2: All right. So Tom Harris, last thing before I let you go, um, we have Labor Day weekend. Tell us some good news. Tell us some exciting stuff that's going on in Times Square.
4: So great stuff. We have a full weekend of TSQ Live. Uh, today we had dance. We had line dancing. class in the plaza. Tomorrow we have live music with Pioneer Works in the 43rd to 44th Street Plaza. Uh, Thursday we have live music with jazz at Lincoln Center. Uh, This weekend there's always a big Brazilian uh, festival uh, in Times Square on 46th Street and on 6th Avenue. So if you're in the city this weekend, please come to Times Square. There's going to be a lot to do, a lot to surprise and delight you. And uh, just have a safe, enjoyable Labor Day weekend. All right. Tom
2: Harris, thank you so much. I guess we will talk again uh, next week when I'm, when we're back from uh, the Labor Day break. Thanks for all your hard work, and I, and I know you had a rough day. So thanks for finding the time to come on the Idola Power very much.
4: No, and thank you for always being so supportive of Times Square and of this great city. All right. Thank you
2: so much. All right, folks, we are going to come back with Caroline Hirsch. Um, from the famous Caroline's Comedy Show. It's about the New York Comedy Festival. We'll get some details. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
7: It's Tuesday, and that means it's time to talk travel. Tonight at 7 o'clock, Linda Perillo joins me, Kevin McCullough, and we hope to take you on a bit of an adventure. That's tonight at 7 on AM 970, The Answer.
5: This is Dennis Prager. Sign up today for an unforgettable experience in Israel this October. Mike Gallagher and I are traveling to the Holy Land on the Stand With Israel Tour with our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. This trip of a lifetime to Israel is one you don't want to miss. Register today before it's too late at StandWithIsraelTour.com. StandWithIsraelTour.com or call 855-565-5519. 855-565-5519.
1: Want more AM 970 The Answer? Go to AM970TheAnswer.com to listen live. Tune in to podcasts from the shows you missed anytime you want. Learn more about our advertisers. Join the AM 970 Fan Club and sign up for events. AM970TheAnswer.com. Gregory Floyd, host of Reaching Out, gets answers to the tough questions from people in know. I have two guests, Christopher
2: Bayonne and... Vito Pitta, Attorneys with Pitta Beyond. It's been almost 18 years since the 9-11 attack. We hear about first responders dying from 9-11 related cancers. Do you think this is the beginning of the end of that cancer epidemic relating to 9-11, or is it the end of the beginning?
1: We don't have a full picture of everyone that was exposed. So while first responders, uniformed personnel, recovery workers were very much aware of the Zdroga Act, everyone else that was below Canal Street may not know that, one, they were exposed, and two, that they are potentially eligible for health care and compensation because of that exposure. It's Reaching Out with Gregory Floyd at a new time, Saturday afternoon at 2.30 and again at 9 p.m. on AM 970, The Answer. Hi, this is Judge Kammins, a partner at Idala Bertuna & Kammins, and, and where Arthur Idala of the Arthur Idala Power Hour works at his 24-7 day job. In 2014, I retired from the bench to join ABK, which is a full-service, preeminent boutique firm that has been helping New Yorkers when legal problems arise. ABK is uniquely qualified to assist New Yorkers who have a wide range of legal problems from personal injury claims and civil litigation to criminal defense and trusts and estates. I personally work on appellate matters, attorney disciplinary matters, and complex legal issues with a dedicated group of attorneys who provide a team approach to each case. There is no legal problem too big or small for this talented and hardworking legal team. So when you think of the Idala Power Hour, also keep in mind, ABK,
2: the power legal firm. Okay, so let's talk about my friends at Plaza College. Um, You know, it's back to school time, right back to work time. And there's some people out there who... Don't have anywhere to go. And I got to tell you, folks, I was in that position. I graduated law school. I studied for the bar. I took the bar. And that Tuesday or Wednesday after Labor Day, all my friends were at work, and I was shooting darts in um, my basement apartment in Fresh Meadow, Queens, where I lived when I went to CUNY Law School. And I was watching Days of Our Lives, and I was drinking either Schlitz or Schmitz, <laughs> whatever was the cheapest peels, whatever the cheapest beer was, because... I didn't have a job yet. Now, within a week, things turned around, and we can talk about that another time. But there are some people out there who are just, like, kind of floundering, you know, not knowing what they what they should do. Well, you know what they should do? They should go online, and they should check out Plaza College and look at all of their different schools of study. They're based in Queens, right, off, right outside the subway in a great area. Their school is impeccable. It's beautiful. Um, And, you know, one of the many programs that they have is their school of court reporting, which is something that I deal with on a very, very, very regular basis, like almost daily basis. It's an in-demand, lucrative career with flexibility that more people are knowing about. And I will tell you, when I speak to the DA's offices... They are in dire need of court reporters for their grand jury bureaus. Courts, schools, television stations, they're all seeking these professionals to record and caption everything from depositions, classes, live shows, and sporting events. And with the national shortage, the National Court Reporters Association partnered with Plaza College to offer a free two-week virtual seminar that gives a glimpse into the world of court reporting and captioning. That program is called A to Z and it's being offered free and be completed from the convenience of your home. So sign up today by emailing info at plaza.com. College.edu. That's info at P-L-A-Z-A college
6: Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com.
5: Tragedy tomorrow, comedy tonight.
1: Welcome back to the Arthur Idalla Power Hour with Lifetime New Yorker something attorney Arthur Idala. Something for
7: everyone on Comedy Tonight.
2: Well, something When the word comedy pops up in New York, everybody knows Caroline's. And Caroline Hirsch, well, she is the force behind the New York Comedy Festival, which is expanding from seven days to 10 days from uh, November the 3rd to Friday, November the 3rd till Sunday, November the 12th. It's its 19th year bringing laughs to the Big Apple. 10 days, five boroughs. 200-plus comedians and 100-plus shows. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the Arthur Idala Power Hour, Caroline Hirsch. Hello, Miss Hirsch. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I am just Jim. I am just Jim Dandy. I'm Jim Dandy. Um, Caroline, thank you so much for doing this for New York. It's such an important part of New York and the culture of New York. Tell me everything you can about the New York Comedy Festival and anything else you want to talk about, Caroline?
8: So it's in its 19th year, and, uh, you know, it goes from Friday, November 3rd to Sunday, November 12th. As you said, 10 days, five boroughs, 200-plus comedians, 100-and-plus shows, 22 big theater shows all around the New York City, like Madison Square Garden, The Beacon, Town Hall. Everywhere you can think of, there will be comedy every, everywhere for 10 days. Now, we're doing really over 150 shows. I just counted them. So we are like going to be comedied out during the week and everybody can have a great time because there's everything for everyone. We added Conan O'Brien lately. We have Anthony Jeselnik, Mikael Lane. We have Bill Burr at the theater at Madison Square Garden. Go online and get your tickets at NewYorkComedyFestival.com. And in another few weeks, we're going to be announcing the balance of the shows. These are all the big theater shows that were announced before. And last week, we announced Conan O'Brien at BAM. And he sold out already. So things are really, really moving. There's a big demand, the big demand for live events, and big demand for comedy. So everybody should really get prepared now and start buying buying tickets on what you can find.
2: And in all five boroughs, I love the fact that you guys are in all five boroughs. I have to ask, where are you? Where are they performing in Staten Island? Well, we
8: well we do a few little clubs in Staten Island. So, okay. So um, not the St. George yet, but. We're we're doing a few smaller clubs in Staten Island, and we'll let everybody know in in about ten days. We're going to announce the balance of where everything is and what we're doing. So we don't have that yet. But okay, we're
2: working on it. So let me ask okay. you a question about okay. comedy in general in the year twenty twenty three. The level of of sensitivity has gone through the roof. Like like, what Don Rickles would be indicted today for, for the things that he has said. So how do comedians, you know, walk this line of being funny without, you know, create, without crossing over the, the, this new world that we live in of being offended by every little thing.
8: Well, I think there's just a new kind of sensitivity that was created. And I think the comedians have really, really made a concerted ever uh, effort to, to not cross those lines. They are a little more sensitive. They're more sensitive about women, about relationships, um, about race, um, they're much more conservative about that. But then again, there are others that will cross the line. And you know, let me just tell you something. Ali Wong said it so wonderfully once. Uh, reading an article about her, it's said, a really, really great joke is a joke that just about gets to that line.
2: Okay. Okay. And that's I a get really,
8: it. Really great joke. You,
2: you lean, you lean, you lean on the joke. You lean on the line, but you don't cross over it.
8: Yeah, you know, exactly. That's the best joke that you get, and, and a lot of great comedians do that. <laughs> so.
2: so, can I ask you, Caroline? Is there um, if there and you you could take the fifth on this? I'm a lawyer, so you could take a fifth if you want. Mm-hmm. Are there any plans for a new Caroline's comedy uh, location? No, this is what we we did. We we to take the yeah, I,
8: the brand extension of Caroline's is through the festival and through other content companies that we're working on right now so not a physical space right now that i can announce but what we did was we took the festival and we expanded the carolines brand through all of the shows that we're doing i mean this this festival is unbelievable this you know there's probably close to 200 shows that we're doing in a 10-day period so that kind of makes up for everything that we were doing at carolines and then what we're also doing you know we're doing jeff ross and donnell rollins at the hard rock we're making the hard rock uh, we're doing the shows that we typically do at Caroline's. We're doing at the Hard Rock Hotel, and we're making the Hard Rock Hotel on West 48th Street like our hang. That's going to be the comedy hang. So people should go there, go to the venue there, go to the shows there. We're doing New York's Funniest. We're doing Comics to Watch. We're doing Donnell. We're doing Jeff Ross. So we're adding a lot of shows there, and uh, everybody should go to New York Comedy Festival, And aren't you uh,
2: aren't you getting an award? Aren't you getting a very very special inaugural award this year?
8: Oh yes, you know about that. Yes, it's the first Bob Saget Award. Um, I'm being honored with that because I many many years ago helped started a um, a charity foundation called Schleirma Derma Research Foundation, and I helped found that about in the late '80s with two of my chefs from L.A. And years later, Bob got involved because his sister came down with the deadly disease. And Bob has been a championship a champion of this of the charity because we used to hold these at Carolines in December of every year. Um, so they are honoring me with the first Bob Sags Award, and that will be November eighth in New York. Okay, State.
2: well, congratulations. That's huge. And, and I will tell you that is a man who really enjoys a splendid reputation. There's nobody I you know. I, my involvement with the Friars Club, there's so many people there who know him and know him, and he. everyone just loved the guy.
8: Yeah, you know, I met Bob. I think he started working for me in 19... We worked together in 1987, I've known him for many, many years. And it's funny that we took comedy to make this charity alive, and we're doing it. It's called Cool Comedy Hot Cuisine, because the chefs cook up this wonderful, wonderful, wonderful food. And it's really, really
2: a great event. It's hilarious. We used to do it at well, Caroline's every year. Folks, what I want you to do now is go to dot com. dot com. You'll see all the events, where they are, buy your tickets, and support this wonderful New York institution. Caroline, thank you so, so much. And um, when we get a little closer to the show, I'd love to have you back on to promote it a little bit more. Okay. All right. Thank Jay, you so Jay, much, Jay. Alan. It's a pleasure Jay. to speak with you. All right, folks, don't go away.
7: We'll be right back. Make
4: them laugh, make them laugh.
7: If you're paying too much for your Medicare supplement, and you very well could be, if your plan is through the liberal AARP, you want to stop doing business with woke companies? Then do business with AMAC. They are the alternative to the AARP. AMAC's Medicare advisory service is the gold standard of quality, the gold standard of service. Working with AMAC's licensed, experienced advisors will be well worth your time. These terrific people are dedicated to answering all your questions about Medicare. They'll explain your options. They'll help you choose a plan that suits your health needs and your budget. Don't get caught up in the confusion of Medicare. Your consultation with a knowledgeable AMAC advisor is free of any financial commitment or leftist agenda. You could end up saving on your Medicare insurance like so many others have done. So visit them today. Go to www.amac.us Gallagher. That's it. amac.us forward Gallagher. And learn all about how you could save a lot of money with Medicare uh, thanks to our friends at AMAC. amac.us forward slash Gallagher. Gallagher. All right. So summer isn't over yet. We're holding on to these last
2: couple of days um, but you know what? Bay Ridge Honda, they're still turning up the heat in the month of August by saving you $1,500. Yes, you heard that right. $1,500 when you turn in your trade or lease and purchase your new car with Bay Ridge Honda. They've been your family-owned and operated dealer by the Sabah family for over 60 years. All five boroughs, everyone comes to Brooklyn, comes to Bay Ridge to go to Bay Ridge Honda to browse from over 200 new Honda vehicles and over 100 certified pre-owned vehicles backed by the Honda True program at their 2022 President's Award winning dealership. Right now, you get 0% APR financing and zero down payment on select new 2023 Honda models all month long. Plus, you're going to get this $1,500 back when you turn in your trade or lease and purchase your car with Bay Ridge Honda. Even if you don't buy from Bay Ridge Honda, they'll buy your car from you. So visit Bay Ridge Honda at 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Brooklyn, New York, or online at BayRidgeHonda.com. That's BayRidgeHonda.com. These deals are available to qualified buyers. Additional fees may apply. See dealer for details. The sale ends. Oh, my God, it's almost here. August 30th, 2023.
1: Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970, The Answer.
2: Well, yes, that's an appropriate song, Alex. And you didn't even know who I was going to ask to come back. and But she does move in mysterious ways. That is the one Diana Fabi-Sampson. So Christina and Mike Pesci were texting me, and they really enjoyed, uh, you know, I don't know. Were we fighting? Are we bantering? No, we'll get closer to the microphone. We are not
0: fighting. Uh, could you, you move, characterizing oh, could you move the chair closer
2: to the <laughs> microphone, Alice? I'm on top
0: of the microphone. No,
2: you're right not now. on top of the microphone. Um, so since I've put you on the spot, why don't I back off a little bit and um, tell me what you've been in there working your tail off on. I am office.
0: working on a, a few different things, but in particular, um, Harvey Weinstein's reply brief to the Court of Appeals in New York.
2: So just explain that to the listeners who have no clue what a reply brief is and how the Court of Appeal like,
0: so we asked the Court of Appeals for leave to appeal to the court of, to them on um, issues of law, errors of law in his trial, and um, Judge Fiore as one of her last acts, um, granted leave. So we wrote a brief where we um, argued that he, that Harvey did not receive a fair trial, and the government, the Manhattan DA's office, responded. And now we get an opportunity to reply to their response. So that's what I'm working and on. And then
2: after you submit that, what's the next steps?
0: The next steps will be that the court will schedule an oral argument. And um, maybe, I hope, Arthur will argue the case.
2: And then we just sit around and wait for we, and wait we for, wait for, and decision. And there's no real time frame, right, on the decision? They could take as little or as long as they like?
0: That's my understanding. I mean, I don't think it'll take years. No.
2: But okay, let's talk about John Esposito.
0: Let's talk about him.
2: So John Esposito was down in Atlanta th- helping Rudy Giuliani. Yes. You just talked about Harvey Weinstein. We're involved with the Keith Raniere case, where you're going to ar- be arguing the Galen Maxwell appeal, Jeffrey Epstein's friend. How should we be feeling about the people we represent who are... You can actually take Rudy out of this equation because he's he's in a whole other league um, because he is beloved. I mean, look, Harvey Weinstein is known as being, to this day, the greatest producer of his generation. Um, and there are many people who are quite fond of, of Ghislaine Maxwell, many people. And believe it or not, you turned me on to this documentary about Tourette's uh, featuring Keith Ranieri and how he helped a lot of people get better in their lives. But, you know, people look at us as like, you know, when we were, we were both prosecutors, like we were the white hats and the white horses and now we're the defense attorneys and we're like kind of the bad guys. Tell me, you know, your thoughts on that whole philosophy and how people view us.
0: I mean, I think we wear the white hats in these cases because we're representing unpopular defendants, um, unpopular because the media, you know, put the cart of the media before the horse of the of the trials and evidence. And um, you know, in many respects, maybe to the detriment of the fairness of of tri- evidentiary rulings at trial and just the jury pool, et cetera. So we're you know we're doing a service for all when we represent unpopular defendants. I have no um, you know I have no qualms about doing it, and I'm happy to work for someone that is courageous about it as well. There's certainly a lot of lawyers who think twice about doing
2: it. Oh, is that like a little compliment? It was a compliment. Oh, okay. I had to, I had to dig that out. Um, could you off the top of your head real quick, can you name two things that government has done to make our society better? That's a really hard one. I'm going to have to think about that. Okay, well, we have three minutes left. Why don't left. you do that? No, 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 I, no. I, I asked the question. you're the one who,
0: who thinks the government is, you know, the savior of society. I didn't
2: say that the government was the savior of society. I did think, I know you're going to go nuts, I did think I was very much comforted every day at 11 o'clock in the morning when COVID hit, when Andrew Cuomo was on the television giving us information. That made me feel better. How did you feel about that?
0: I thought it was ridiculous, but look, I mean, I. He won an
2: Emmy Award for it. <laughs> and you know. Oh, wait. And, and you know yeah. they took they okay. took they took Andrew Cuomo's Emmy award away when okay. he resigned. I don't need. But to- they did not take Bill Cosby's okay. 18 Emmy awards away when he was convicted of a sex crime. But we can talk that later, even though his oh. conviction was overturned. But what what? Why did you think it was ridiculous that Andrew Cuomo? I mean, Andrew I didn't Cuomo- watch
0: them, but I mean, I I may have. Seen him a few minutes here and there. I don't need to hear him talking about Sunday sauce. Okay, I really don't. I really? mean, why? I, I just because he's don't a Democrat. Let, let me ask him If he was a Republican,
2: what? Oh, the palliative is yeah, that really the palliative like his, gets you like, worked what up? Is he, what is, let like, me ask like, something. If it was George Pataki, anyway. was it? Oh, you weren't. No, you weren't. Okay, well, you, you're man. much braver than the well, rest. I mean. Arthur, Much more brave than I, the rest. I you did, watch, I did me, benefit
0: from having gotten COVID in March of 2020. So, I mean, perhaps I would have been more anxious had I not already had it right at the inception. But here's my
2: point. We'll end the, the show. Pandemic. when We'll the show. I bet you if George Pataki was giving those those things, the, the Republican. Oh, them. no, you would have listened to it. Listen, That's he was from Calabria, true. his mother. Okay. You would have been listening about this, the Calabrese sauce, okay? You northern California. Italianers. <laughs>
0: Who's the polarizing one here? Are they? I just want you I, uh, like
2: to pretend. Oh,
0: every can't everyone get along in the sandbox? Yeah, but yes, you know what? that is me. That I am is, a sandbox well, kind of guy. Say. That's no, no, what you no, no, say. no, no,
2: no, 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 no. No, I'm the one who thinks government does something's good and something's bad, like sanitation. Don't you think that's a good thing that government does sanitation? Okay, but
0: that's town government, local government. Look, the closer the government is to the people, town government, city government unfortunately new york's had some issues obviously in in its leadership over the last few years but that tends to work better i mean when things get sent to washington to get fixed team seems, seems like it gets more expensive and tends not to get fixed very efficiently
2: all right are we friends again yes all right well, were we not friends or we were always friends. we were always friends <laughs> all right all right it's closing time right. thank you diane you Stop open me. the show with us and let's wish Shana esposito very me. good luck being the hottest lawyer in New York City. All right, folks, tomorrow you're going to have Joe Sebelia, but I will be back either Thursday or Friday. So enjoy yourself.
8: The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored by Idala Bertuna, and Kamen.